0: Good morning, Sanctuary. How are you? My name is Sean Jensen, and uh, I've been a member here at Sanctuary for, I believe, about six years. And if you don't know me, uh, you might know one of my uh, family members. My mother-in-law, Denise, is here. My wife, Erica, is in a finance meeting somewhere. My children are upstairs, Elijah and Zara. Um, Really privileged to be here today and uh, just didn't we have a wonderful series? Our series was Love in Public, Growing in Faith in the Common Good. Wasn't that a terrific series? Really, really enjoyed it. And just as a refresher, in case you missed it uh, or missed one of them, you know, Pastor Mike kicked us off and he encouraged us uh, about the importance of wisdom, right? Pastor Edrin encouraged us to be joyful. Pastor Rose challenged us to be people of good works, even if it looks like disobedience. And then Pastor Edrin concluded with an encouraging word about loving God and others. And so we wanted to spend this time today um, just getting a chance to have some of our members at Sanctuary uh, from lots of different backgrounds, as you can see, and for us to just uh, have a discussion about how we live out some of these uh, things that we've discussed over the last few weeks. And so first, uh, I want to start out. And let's take a look at wisdom, joy, good works, love. And if you can, just let us know who you are, a little bit about your family, and then which of those do you find occurring naturally in your life, and then which of those is a little bit more of a challenge? I can
1: start. Um, so, my name is Gerilyn Roberts. And um, my husband is Benny Roberts. You probably know him because he knows everybody. <laughs> and and uh, we have a three-year-old daughter, Jayla, who is a joy. Um, for me, I would say mine is twofold. So nat- most naturally is um, love. I love deeply. Um, and like, I-, I just I love relationships. They're hard for me to maintain, to be honest. But I, just, I-, I really do love deeply.
2: Pete Morse, and I'm married to Melissa. I've got three children, Emmett Rose and Alma. And the most challenging message for me, or I think the one that was most compelling, was Pastor Rose's message on, on good works. And I think I should, it's hard to say what I'm good at is good works, because I think that you know we all like to say, yeah, we're out there doing it. But um, I was both challenged and encouraged by the word of it being appropriate to be dis- disobedient. I was a knucklehead in school, and I didn't like to follow the rules, and I don't like to conform, still don't to this day, even though I, I wear a blazer and I suppose look like I should, but uh, <laughs> thank you. But uh, no, that was the message that, that, that challenged me the most and encouraged me the most.
3: And he wears a beard. Beards say lives. Um, good morning, my name is Jacob Deich. Um My wife is Deich. I have a six. We have a 16-month-old named Ezra. Um, the, the sermon that I think, the message that comes naturally to me is definitely good works. Um, just learning how I'm wired and being a performer, shout out to Enneagram, um, I think I've, I've always known and been affirmed and validated with doing good things, and it has built a confidence. Um, and so that's something that when I think about yeah, how I affect the world and how the world responds to the things that I do, it's definitely something that comes a little more naturally. Um, are we sharing the
0: other thing? Yeah, you can share. You can oh, share like maybe I the think, one that's challenging. Okay, I would say that
3: all the other three are challenging. Uh, <laughs> so, because they have to, they have to do with being and not just doing. So, being is a challenge
4: sometimes. That's real. All right,
0: my Chauncey, name, why why they put your mic the lowest, man?
4: What's up with that? You know the height difference. You know what I'm saying. Uh, my name is Chauncey Hollingsworth. I'm Tara's husband. Um, the two that come natural for me is love and joy. I love loving people. Um, that's something that comes pretty easy for me. And then joy. I don't know if y'all be seeing me in the back, but I'll be probably turned up in the back dancing or something. I, I love having fun. I love making people laugh. Uh, mean, Most of me and Tara's arguments about who's funnier. So I think I am. That's why I got the microphone in my hand. <laughs> but uh, the one that sometimes is, is challenging for me is wisdom. Uh, For me, sometimes in my business, I feel like I make decisions based upon um, knowledge or logic that I feel like I have and not seeking God's wisdom in those particular things. So that's one that's a little bit harder for me.
5: I'm Meredith. Um, My husband, Steve, and I have two kids, Addie, who's six, and uh, Lauren, who's two. Um, I think the thing that comes naturally for me is good works and kind of love with that. Um, I love helping people and Um, making food for everybody, making bread, and um, volunteering in the back. I do not like being up here. I like being back there. Um, So that comes naturally. I think joy, it's been a season of struggling with joy. Um, I think that's a little bit of um, just struggling with people's, I think, perception of me and just kind of how I feel like, you know, as a short woman, um, just feeling like maybe people think of me as more childlike or, we don't really need Mm -hmm. to listen, or I don't know, just feel kind of struggling with that. And the other thing has been um, school choice for us. Mm -hmm. Um, Just struggling with uh, balancing maybe Addy's needs and what we feel is good for our community. Um, Struggling with how much our white privilege and supremacy factors into our decision making and our thought process, and Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah.
0: Well, for me, I think, uh Good works comes naturally for me. You know, I, I always have lots of ideas, and I'm pretty good at acting on them. Yeah. I think my, uh, my wife and mother-in-law definitely can attest to that. So I kind of just go for it. Um, the one that's a real challenge for me is joy. I, I maintain a list of uh, Bible verses on my phone. And when I just hit different points, I, that list of Bible verses always encourages me. So whenever I find a new verse that really speaks to me, I I Mm. write it in this uh, particular. It's just in notes in Apple. Uh, But number one has been Romans 5, 3 through 5. We also have joy with our troubles. And there's a lot more that's beautiful. It really is. But five years ago, I had a wonderful house. I had an amazing (coughs) wife. Still do. Uh, A a newborn son. Um, Great job. Made a lot of money. A lot of things were going great, and the world told me that I was very successful, mm-hmm. but I didn't feel mm-hmm. joyful. Mm-hmm. And so we also have joy with our troubles, and that really bothered me. I was like, I don't even have joy when things are going well. How in the world am I supposed to have that's joy real. when there's trouble? Yeah, that's real. And so that Bible verse has been number one on my list for five years, and I've prayed on it. That's and so I'm proud to say now my life is far from perfect, lots of challenges. But now in the midst of challenges, I am still joyful, you know. So it's been really amazing to see how God's worked on that part uh, in my life. And so um, that, that's one that's been uh, something that's been a struggle, but it's gotten so much better. And so I'm very thankful for that. Um, guys, those were some awesome answers. Thank you guys so much. Let's move into a, a second question for us, which is, what are the practices and rhythms in your life that help you to continue growing spiritually and allow you to live your faith out regardless of the day? Right? How, do we, how do we maintain that consistency? Um, I'd like to just start with Meredith on this one.
5: Yeah, um, uh, something I'd share with the group earlier is... Um, I like to start out with my day kind of stretching or doing some yoga poses and doing some mindfulness activities. I've really found that that has been helpful in my journey of um, recognizing that I struggle with anxiety and when my friend anxiety comes around, I you know, like have these rhythms of, uh, these patterns of thought. And it's the mindfulness, the, the yoga, that stuff gets me into my body. It gets me connected to myself. Mm-hmm. It helps me breathe. It helps me slow that down. And I feel like when I've been able to do that, I'm open to the spirit. I'm open to God's calling of, hey, Meredith, why don't you check in with that person? Or, um, you know, whatever the Lord is calling me into. So that has been really um, beneficial and something that I have to do every day. Otherwise, it's just hard for me to to slow down and, and connect with God and others. That was
2: good. I can jump in after that. I, you know, I, I um, was a first generation Christian. I was the first one in my family to become a Christian, and so I felt really alone and sort of on my own. And the first couple of church experiences that I had were very focused on image and um, how we looked in public. And even when I was listening to these messages in this series, I kind of got stuck in this way of thinking, is there a way I'm supposed to be conforming and looking And so the big challenge for me on a practical level has been, how do I start to own my faith in the way that God created me to be as sort of a nonconformist, as somebody who likes to challenge the status quo? And so um, one of those areas has been around prayer. You know, the spiritual thing to do is to pray for long hours. Uh, You know, spiritual. Um, That's not the way that I pray. I pray in very short amounts of time. I I listen to scripture. I listen to a prayer on my ride to work. I'm not always good good about reading my Bible. And I think part of what's happened for me over the last five years has been giving myself license to walk my faith out in the way that God's created me. A little bit of ADD, a little bit of hyperactivity. So, you know, it's sitting for long periods of time is not, not going to fit. It's not going to work, mm. and being okay with that. And so I think, if nothing else, to encourage all of you that um, there isn't a box that you're supposed to fit into when you walk into church and when you walk into faith. You're not, there's not a language you're having to speak. Um, so to be free to let God, who created you mm. with infinite worth and creatively, to walk that out.
1: Yeah. And I would say for me too, that's really great. I would say um, recently, brother Stephen Moore really um, inspired me to, he keeps a gratitude journal. And so I was like, Oh, it's November Thanksgiving gratitude month. Right. And so I was like, every day I'm going to share what I'm grateful for. And God has really been like, I was thinking like, okay, I'm grateful for my job, I'm grateful for my family, but he's really been showing me some of the things that I've seen in myself as a hindrance or not so good as, no, this is an opportunity to be grateful because that's how I created you, right? Mm -hmm. So yesterday I shared that I'm grateful for my tears Mm -hmm. and I'll just share really, um, really quick. Um, In my family for many years, I was called the weakest link. Um, for years, and I looked at that as like oh, I'm weak. I'm not good enough like and they would joke about it And I took that um, very like sensitively because I get uh, they make fun of me because of how emotional um, I can get easily and I'm sure you've all seen that uh, Here at church, but um, God just showed me that no you're strong because of your tears There's so many people who don't who can't cry who feel like they can't cry And so not only are you strong enough to cry for you, but many times you're crying for other people because they can't Amen. Yeah. That's and so mm-hmm. to be it be grateful um, for even those kind of things and he's just been showing mm-hmm. me this is who you are and uh, cry for my glory cry out to me right um because that's how we are connected that's
6: true.
0: i have to affirm that i usually sit behind her and, and benny and um mm-hmm. she will get into the music mm-hmm. she will cry and it's beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. I mean it really is beautiful and I love that we as a community nobody's like cross-eyed or nobody's trying to walk away and I've seen people walk up to her with Kleenex, Mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes I've walked up to her just to give her a hug, just to let her know. It's all good, right? And so I think that's really really wonderful that we as a community come from so many different backgrounds, so many ways that we did church, and yet we can embrace it all, right? Yeah. That, that folks who want to, you know, uh, have a Holy Spirit moment, that it's totally okay, mm-hmm. you know? Somebody else uh, had something similar, Yeah, right?
4: so mine is the same as Geraldine. It's just uh, being grateful.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: So for me, I, I feel like, you know, life has enough struggles of its own. You know, you wake up every day, you're looking at sometimes you're looking at the bills, you're looking at your debt, and you like... You could be complaining about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I started really trying to focus on is finding one thing to be grateful for each each day. Um, even if that was just waking up and being able to eat some cereal. I don't even care. Just finding something to be grateful. And that, because of that, that sparked my joy each and every day for me. So like even this week, I was driving. And I drive this 2003 Honda Accord. This car, I call it the Honda from hell. This, <laughs> this car has gave, given me more problems than anything else. <laughs> so I got it fixed a little bit, and then I had to put some more money into it, then I ended up putting a little bit more money into it <laughs> within, like, a week. <laughs> and I just got it back. So I was driving it, and... Uh, I was complaining. I was like, "Man, I don't even want to be driving this car anyway." And blah 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 blah. And then I saw the snow coming down, and I said, "Thank God, I just have a car to get me from Come back on. and forth from Come work yeah. to home." Yeah, you
3: remember said, that.
4: Forget everything else. I could be stressing about all the other stuff, but let's, yeah. let me just be grateful with just having a car. Yeah. Yeah. So Amen. some of us we Amen. look at our life and we like, "Man, this is I'm stressed out right now. It's working out. I'm stressed out right now. It's so much going on." Like. My family acting crazy. Just be grateful for somebody that loves you. Be Come grateful on. for somebody yeah. that's close to you that wants to yeah. support you. That's a, I can be preaching that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I
0: get an amen. amen? Amen, Chauncey. That's good.
2: <laughs> um,
3: I would say that practicing daily um, mindfulness and meditation, like actually sitting yes. down, closing my eyes, taking some deep breaths, feeling where my body is sitting in a chair, mm-hmm. has so many things for me so when I do that whenever I do that daily it's kind of like we don't always pray every day right we don't always read our scriptures every day right like some of us like to fool each other like Mm -hmm. you know you pray for every meal when you pray the joy has been for me that and when I've meditated the joy has been being able to be encouraged to go forward and specifically um, I am a barber it's what I do but it's who I am as well and so a part of that is cutting hair and doing creative, crafty things, sculpting people's heads, but largely the biggest thing for me is esteeming people. And so when I take a moment in the morning to receive the love of God, be present with all of who I am and where I've come from, and remember, it, it helps me to do that for the people in my chair, to have a conversation mm-hmm. with you all mm-hmm. and allow you to process through your thoughts, because that's, mm-hmm. to me, just who I am and what
4: I do. It's true because this is my barber. so (laughs) Shameless plug. Plug.
5: I really resonate with that because I felt the same way with mindfulness and stuff like that. That idea of like hospitality isn't just opening up my home anymore. It's using my physical self to be welcoming and, you know, to offer that welcome and belonging, because we're all very relational, we're relational beings, right? Yeah. So I really resonate with that of like, when I have been able to do that and continue that daily practice, it allows me to, to invite people in nice. to know like, I really care about you and shake hands and nice that activity. eye contact. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I like
2: that. Pete, did you have something in mind?
5: Hmm.
2: I think I covered mine, didn't I already? Did yeah. Open? Yeah. I mean, I can go yeah. longer though.
0: Uh, sorry, my, my bad. Uh, for it me, impacted you. you know, for me, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, for me, it's, uh, I, I think when I was a little kid, I probably, and, and I'm old enough where I don't think it was readily diagnosed, and my family didn't have a whole lot of money, and my school was kind of low budget, but I probably would have had ADD, right, mm. when I was a little kid, and um, so I, I'm easily distracted. And so, I've tried to figure out, uh, this was a while back, but I was trying to figure out, well, I, I just need some kind of consistency in my life to be able to... So, I need routine, you know? And so, what I started doing is, in the morning, in my family, nobody will get up and walk my dog early in the morning, okay? <laughs> our dog, Sky. Nobody wants to get up and walk the dog. So, 90, if I'm home, I am walking our dog at 6, 6.30 in the morning. And it was a little frustrating, but then I said, you know what, that's cool. I'm going to use this space. I have to do this every day. And so then I did some research, and I found an app um, on my iPhone called Libby. I don't know if anybody's heard of it, but it's free through the Hennepin County Library. So because I have a library card, I get to use this app for free. And what I do is I download books, you know, by Christian pastors, you know, T.D. Jakes, uh... I don't know what it is, Erica makes fun of me because my kindred spirit apparently is uh, Joyce Meyer because I've read three of her books and I love them, okay? And so what I do is when I have that walk in the morning and then at least three, you know, I have to walk her every day. It takes at least 15 minutes. And then some days I try to do a half hour walk and I will listen to Joyce Meyer, I'll listen to T.D. Jakes and it just helps me to sort of start my day thinking about the word and then throughout the day the other thing is i drive a lot right i drive my kids to school a lot i pick them up from school a lot i'm taking them to practices y'all you guys know right sometimes you feel like uber right a lot of parents out there you feel like you're just driving and so i embrace that and say hey if i'm gonna be in the car this long i might as well listen to some of these audiobooks Mm -hmm. and so that's really helped me and and going back to the add thing like I remember Pastor Rose's sermon a few weeks. Man, Mm -hmm. that was like fire. One of the best sermons I've heard in like a long time. No offense to any of our other pastors. It was fire. Like she was made to deliver that message. And it was powerful, right? Right. Now, as great as that sermon was, two days later, I forgot it. Okay? No offense. I forgot it. So my point is, is I have to hear the word constantly. (laughs) And so I think it helps when I'm driving around to be listening to it. And I pop on some, you know, I listen to some Torn Wells, right? And that just helped, you know, his song, Known. I love that song, Known. Mm. So those are just ways that I try to stay sort of connected because I am easily distracted. Anybody
2: have any other thoughts on that? Well, the one other thing I would, I would add in there is the power of authentic community and authentic relationships. I think for, for us, we're not meant to walk this alone. And I think one of the big shifts that happened for our family and for me personally in coming to sanctuary was um, the way that God has spoken into my life through folks who have had different backgrounds, um, who have grown up in different situations. Um, you know. And, and so I think being open to that and engaging with that. Um, last night kind of as a funny note, I was telling my wife, I was looking at the list of people up here speaking. And I was like, wait, they really should have somebody old up there. And then she said, well, that's you. <laughs> I said, I thought, I thought I, th- I was in the twenties, the thirties, but, but I think just having a wide range, uh, from generation to generation speaking into your life. But I would say even more the times we're living in right now to have people, um, speaking cross culturally, uh, the-, the patience that my friends have had with me to talk to me about the talk they have to have with their son uh, about driving the car and getting stopped by the police, the conversations that, and the patience that people have had talking to me about what is really going on in this world um, has forever changed my life, has forever changed my view of the way I embrace justice when I read scripture, and what I do then with the way that I practically want to live out my life to challenge um, the status quo. Very I,
0: nice.
3: Can I add yes. a piggybacking on that? I think uh, just flowing out of the mindfulness thing is um, being present with yourself, knowing who you are and how you how the world sees you without allowing that to dictate who you become. Um, so for me, that means I'm a man. you know, I am a, a, a man of color. I am a black man, I have ancestry, I have any, I have all these things that have made me who I am. But that looks differently because of the way that we're all taught to see and interact with people are different. So bringing myself completely to the table, knowing how to maneuver, knowing what privileges I have, what disadvantages I have, um, and embracing that and learning how to use it to others' advantages, right? So that, that's what the help has done for me. Um, so. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. Anybody else?
1: Um, I was actually just going to say, too, um, when you guys talked about doing like yoga and mindfulness, that resonated with me a lot because I'm a, a yoga instructor. But one thing um, that has kept me bound for a long time is when people look at Christians, like, you're not supposed to do that, right? And so one thing I would just encourage is just, like, like know what works for you. Know what God is convicting in your heart, not what other people are trying to put on you. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's about... Uh, investing in a personal relationship with the living God, not um, conforming to a religion that says you have to do things a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so that's what has been helping me um, take the, the, the bondage is starting to fall off and becoming more free, right? Speaking mm-hmm. of freedom, right? Mm-hmm. Is um, what is God like? I'm investing in that relationship not to please everyone else, right? And yeah. allowing God to tell me what I shouldn't and shouldn't. Do.
0: Thank you, Jerilyn. That's a great transition to our final thing, which is what final encouragement would you give someone in the audience who's either fearful or reluctant about living out their faith day to day? And I'm gonna kind of go first because I wanna piggyback off Geraldine. And I thought about that question, and here's, here's what I think. There's only been one perfect person who's ever walked this earth. Mm-hmm. And it ain't you, okay? <laughs>
1: Come on.
0: and it ain't me for sure okay rest in that only one perfect person has ever walked this earth and so stop chasing perfection everything does not have to be perfect it's okay we just had baptism it was beautiful and did you see how sadie helped her brothers Did you see how lovingly she did that? Mm -hmm. That was was beautiful. Would that have been better if her brothers would have done it perfectly and read it great? Mm -hmm. No, it would have been beautiful. That would have been nice too, right? But I was crying as I saw Sadie lovingly help her brothers get through that. And then kudos to everybody here. I kind of looked around. I didn't see anybody frowning. I saw a lot of people cheering and encouraging those young men, right? And that's one thing that I I, I love, like uh, our friends at Community Covenant Church. You know, I've gone to some big churches. I remember in Chicago, I went to Moody Church. Man, it is like clockwork. Everything there is like clockwork. I remember I was worshiping at Community Covenant with Pastor Luke once, and service was supposed to start in like 10 minutes. And the guy who leads the praise band showed up, and other people started trickling in. This was the first time they were practicing, like literally 10 minutes before service. And nobody was rushing, nobody was panicked, and they practiced like half of a song, and then during the worship, they just went with it. And I just thought, how cool is that? Because in that church, they do not pursue perfection. And if you've ever been there, you feel the Holy Spirit at Community Covenant Church, okay? So that would be my message, is there's only been one perfect person who's ever walked this earth, and it ain't you. So don't worry about it.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, I would say when Pastor Edrin during um, the last sermon about love, he was saying you got to put the first things first. And he was talking about you have to love God first. If you just invest in that personal relationship, uh, you know, the, your, your life will bear fruit, and then your life will be a testament to your faith all by itself. You don't have to um, do extra, to, I believe in Jesus, what do you believe? You know, even in, I work in a corporate setting, and so sometimes that can be hard, but there have been times where people say, you know, darling, you're so positive, and can I just talk to you about something? Mm-hmm. And, or how can you deal with this? And that opens the window. But as the more you invest in your personal direct relationship with the living God, your life will bear fruit that will testify to those around you. Um, And that, I think for me, that's the easiest way to live my faith day to day is focus on him and, and my life will speak for itself.
2: Are we just going down the line here? Okay. Um, When I, did you already speak? What's that? Did you already answer this? One? No? Are you sure? I felt bad because then he went into the ADD thing. I thought, oh, no, I just called him out. I'm sorry. You just got distracted. Something bright and shiny and you forgot. It's okay. It's, there's no judgment. Um, when I think about my faith journey, I, I feel like I'm driving down the road in a blizzard and I'm just keeping my eye on the two ditches and making sure I don't end up in one or the other. And I think I don't like the word disciplines. I don't like the idea of disciplines of faith. I prefer more the rhythms of faith and embracing that. And so I don't think I have the freedom to throw scripture out the window and say, well, I'll get to that when I can get to that. I don't think I have the luxury of throwing prayer out the window and saying, well, I'll just try to do it. I think those are ways that God really does speak to me and speak to us. And I know I get out of rhythm when I'm out of rhythm with those things. And so I guess I want to say to be comfortable with kind of bump steering your way down the road, um, but also stay tethered to truth, right? Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater and just think we can just kind of follow whatever we want. Um, But also the last thing I'll say, and then I'll, I'll hang up and listen is um, find those truth tellers and those encouragers. It's a hard journey. It's a long journey. And you need people who will stand with you through bad reports from the doctor. You need people who will stand with you through a moral failure. You need people who will stand with you when you say something really stupid and will honestly love you and will encourage you because you're hard enough on yourself. So be good to yourself, be good to each other.
3: Amen. I would say two things, go and be. And what that means to me is uh, being a a student of the Word and growing up in church, as a classroom student who's always been at church plenty of time every week, um, I've been able to absorb and and internalize scriptures and passages of scripture. And that one from Matthew 28, the Great Commission, um, Jesus said to go. And as a doer, if you are like me, if you're somebody who, who does things and is wired that way, then go. And he continues, he says, make disciples of all nations. Um, but then I'd say also be, right? So the things that don't come as natural for me are um, not being, mm-hmm. just present. And, and I've been encouraged that when I practice that my barbering, which isn't just cutting hair, which is, you know, conversing with people and have an opportunity to share faith and share with each other, I'm able to focus on just being present at those moments, and then a bomb haircut comes of it, and I'm not obsessing over this thing that I need praise for as an artist and as a creative mind guy. So, <laughs> so it's, it's so empowering, and I, I encourage you to do those things. Just go, like go and be, and be present where you are.
4: Be grateful. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Find yeah. something to be grateful about. Yeah. yeah. so much.
5: Um, I think, I, I love that you use the word fearful, and anxious because that for me has always been the stopping point And then I just get anxious. And I'm just anxious and I don't know anything else outside of that. So for me, it's been slowing down that process. So just getting curious. Get curious with yourself. If you see there's an area, love, good works, whatever, that you are hesitant, just get curious with that hesitation. Yeah. I wonder what's, what's up with that. Why do I hesitate with that? Not what's wrong with me that I can't X, Y, Z. Because that shame... And it's evil and has no place. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so many times I get stuck there. What's wrong with me that I can't do this? And then I'm shut up and I can't love others well. Mm -hmm. How I how I know I can. Um, so for me, it's I would encourage you guys to just get curious with yourself. What's going on with that? And maybe find people wiser, um, you know, emotionally mature people around you that can maybe go down that journey with you a little bit, of like, can you help me unwrestle this a little? Because we're not meant to do it alone, right? We have belonging, we're meant to do it with each other. So please get curious.
0: Well, thank you guys. I'm sorry, but not sorry, right? There's a famous song about that. Sorry for some of the little glitches and things, but I'm not really sorry about it either. So thank you guys so much for your time and attention. And I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Edrin.
6: Can, can we give these friends another round of applause, please? <clears throat> you guys are incredible. We, we really thought it would be cool at the end of this series where we're talking about what it means to live out your faith in meaningful ways, to have some folks who aren't pastors, who don't spend most of their week inside the church, to, to encourage you along the way. And I hope that you have seen and heard yourselves in their stories and in their encouragements and in their failures even. Um, and I pray, my prayer as one of your pastors is always, that you would leave this space on Sundays more encouraged to live out your faith than you were on the way in. Um, I know that we as a church ask a lot of you guys. We challenge, we're a high challenge church. We are Every week, every single week here at Sanctuary, we are pushing back against something that you have heard and learned in the churches that you grew up in, and we know that can be tough, and, but we know that we're also called to live um, after Jesus' heart and to represent Christ in the world. Um, so we thank you that you allow us as your pastors to challenge you and encourage you, but we know that we are making a difference in the Twin Cities Metro through you all. Like I'm all right, I'm cool, but you guys are the real servants of Jesus in Minneapolis and St. Paul and Plymouth and Edina and wherever else you find yourselves day to day. And my encouragement is just to take that next step, to continue to discover who you are and to live that out in a way that glorifies God The next two weeks, because we do ask so much of you, we're going to take two weeks and really just celebrate who you are and how faithful you all have been as the Sanctuary Covenant Church. We're starting a series next week where we look at the the book of 1 Thessalonians, and we're calling the series, We Thank God Always, where Paul just says in some language that we don't often associate with Paul, thank you for your faithfulness. And Paul even describes himself as loving the church there, as a mother loves their child. We give Paul a hard time a lot of times and, and call him like uncultured and negative and all those things, but Paul really softens his tone in First Thessalonians and say thank, and says thank you. And so for the next two weeks, prepare yourself to be loved on and bragged on and encouraged, like if you love that stuff, come prepared to pat yourself on the back a little bit. Um, we, we really do wanna say thank you because we are we're a blessing to this community. We're not where we want to be, but we are an incredible church already, and we just want to celebrate that for the next two weeks as we move into the Thanksgiving season and then on towards Advent. And so let's take a moment and pray, um, and then we're going to head on out this morning um, as we prepare for our next service. Lord Jesus, thank you for the call that we have to be your people in the world. Lord, I thank you for just the opportunity to first receive your love. Each of us in this room comes to you as an empty vessel needing to be filled with your love and with your peace and with your hope. God, we thank you that out of your love for us, you fill us over And over and over again God we thank you that you also call us as you fill us to go into the world and live out our faith in meaningful ways to be salt and light in a world that desperately needs it so I thank you for everything we've heard today from these brothers and sisters for the encouragement for the challenge for the way they've shared what they even struggle with. And I ask God that we as a church would see ourselves in their stories and become even more familiar with our own stories. And ultimately, I pray that you would be glorified, Father. That the church in Minneapolis would represent you well and that Sanctuary Covenant Church would be a part of that work. That we would change the face of the church as Pastor Ephraim and Pastor Dennis have encouraged over Sanctuary's history. Father, we love you. We're so grateful that we get to be your children. And so as we prepare to go this week into the world, give us everything we need. Activate actually what you've already poured in us. Because you've already given us everything we need for life and for godliness. So, God, we pray that you would help us to be that now, to see that now, to live that out. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before his glorious presence with exceeding joy. To the all-wise God be all glory, honor, majesty, dominion, and power. Now and then forevermore. Will all the people of God join me by saying amen. Amen. amen, amen. And amen. God bless you, Sanctuary. Have a great week.